On this episode of Take Talks Business, I speak with Dr. Corey McRae, president of Camp Community College. Dr. McRae, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and to our listeners of the Tech Talks Business Podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Any chance to come out to beautiful Franklin? This oh yeah, is, man. This is, a, this is a jewel of a community. Yeah, we, we are excited about all the things that this community offers and, and to be centrally located here at Franklin. Um, but I will share, you know, we serve a, even a much larger audience, right? Yeah. We're, we're Southampton and Alawite County and Suffolk. Um, and we have three campuses, uh, well, two campuses and a, and a center. Nice. Uh, in, in those areas. So, yeah, yeah. Nice. And thank you for being well, here. Well, and you bring that up, so we'll jump right into that. So, um, you and I are sitting in the campus um, in Franklin. Um, I actually, as, as you know, I, I'm a huge baseball fan, so it's great to see the baseball players out there getting ready for the spring season. Um, but there are two other campuses. Can you explain where those are located? Sure, sure. So we have a campus in Suffolk um, just off of Route 58. Okay. That's our Suffolk campus. Uh, and then, of course, you sit here in Franklin at our main campus. And we have a center in Smithfield. Okay. Uh, where we serve the Smith, the Smithfield and Olive White community. Of course, students are welcome to be on any campus, but the presence in, is very strategic uh, with the intention of making certain that we are located at a place where our communities can physically come if they should need to or want to do that yeah. for education and, and training um, because we, we are increasingly having a presence online. Yeah. Uh, yep. and, and so we, we are, we are um, doing much, you know, again, growing that space as well. Nice. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, uh, and I'm always looking for a great excuse to come out to Franklin anyway, because as you and I were talking about before the podcast, there are no better fries in Hampton Roads than serve. Oh, man. So, oh, man. Shout yeah. out to them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. One of the best kept secrets is serve. Absolutely. Uh, a restaurant here in Franklin. I, I'm there pretty often. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we jump into uh, too much more about the uh, college, um, I did want to give an opportunity for our listeners to get to know you a little bit, um, your professional background, and what eventually brought you uh, to uh, Camp Community College as the president. Yeah, yeah. So I am, while I am not a Virginia native, I claim it. <laughs> you know, I, I have an interesting, I, so like many people in Virginia, I arrived here um, while serving in the military. Oh, okay. And after um, a stint in the military, to, uh, I, I got out of the military 25 years ago. Wow. Oh man, I'm I'm aging myself. <laughs> but 25 years ago, I um, began my career as an educator okay. in this community that camp serves. I taught high school at Lakeland High School, and then went on to become a, a school administrator up through a principal um, for. Uh, about 19 years in the K-12 space nice. while being an adjunct professor here at Camp oh, wow. Community College. Okay. Yeah, so I have, I have deep ties here at Camp. Uh, and then I transitioned on to post-secondary as vice president of a college and executive vice president and then up to associate vice chancellor most recently before taking the role here at Camp nice. as president. Uh, and it is really, really, I find my, I feel that I'm very fortunate to be here, yeah. the opportunity to serve this community 
and what I like to call back to my roots, right? Yeah, uh, Back exactly. at the college where I first became an adjunct faculty member. That's great. Uh, in the late 90s. Wow. So, so I sit here every day in awe and, and very thankful at this That's opportunity great. to serve this community and these students and lead this college. Wow. Well, yeah. and it is really a, a special community. Um, between, as you mentioned, Suffolk and, and Franklin and, and the surrounding areas with what a lot of people reference as uh, Western Tidewater sometimes, depending on who you're talking to. Um, it really is a, a close-knit community. And do you find with the different uh, facilities and campus locations that a lot of that is reflected in those that are on campus, whether it be the administrators or the students? Oh, yeah. Yeah, our students live and work in this community um, for the most part. Yeah. We do have students, and as we were talking earlier, as we now are one of the colleges with sports teams, yeah. so we have students coming coming from out of state to play, wow. play uh, to be athletes here at camp. Nice. Um, and there's lots of um, travel between the campus based on where one lives and what's being offered at a particular campus if they're interested in face-to-face -face, uh, uh, instruction. Yeah. So, so our students travel with, you know, be throughout the Western Tidewater area to come here to camp. Um, and we have some that come as far as nor from North Carolina even, yeah. drive, drive over to camp. Um, so, so but, but for the most part, yeah, our, our mm. students live and work and, and play in this community. That's great. Yeah. Um, so when, I, when I've gone online and, and gotten to know Camp Community College over the last several years, um, one, it's, am I correct, just to make sure I get this right, it's Camp Community College, because a lot of us locals remember it as Paul D. Camp. That's right, that's right. Yeah, so, so the, this is Camp Community College. That is yeah. our, our official new name. Gotcha. Um, Paul D. Camp is, of course, the, the original name of the college. This was done under a different administration yeah. where, for marketing purposes, uh, and and just through surveys and and, and engaging the community, um, the the name was decided was decidedly changed gotcha, to okay. Camp Community College. However, we answer to both, yeah. and we know <laughs> that that Paul, that Paul D. Camp Community College that name has deep a deep history. That okay. family and the name. I mean, we pay homage to, to the family and the community for everything that has allowed us to be here at Spaulding Camp Community College. Um, so we are very cognizant of the fact that people call us both. Yeah. I answer to Pauly Camp or I answer to uh, Pauly Camp Community College or Camp Community College, but nice. certainly our newest name is that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. you can, sometimes you can almost tell who's been around where. That's right. It's like when people say Tidewater versus Hampton Road, you're right. like, Tidewater, oh yeah, you're a local. That's right. So, That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. so when we, uh, when I was looking through the site, one, I was looking at the different programs, and, and I believe on the, on the main page, there, there were essentially eight blocks that kind of oversaw some of your programming. Can you talk a little bit about how those programs are set up and, and what the offerings are by the college? Sure. So the reason you see those blocks on our website is because those blocks represent career pathways. Gotcha. And you'll note that each of those blocks has a very unique name. Right, yeah. healthcare, IT, you know, and so what we do at camp is we meet students where they are, okay. and we pride ourselves in that. If a person in our community or an, or, or an prospective student is interested 
and um, getting into the IT field. Yeah. But he or she needs a quick opportunity to get into that field. You know, yeah. they don't want to do a 15-week course or spend two years initially pursuing an associate's degree. We engage them with short-term workforce opportunities to earn credentials. Oh, wow. So you might get a CompTIA certification or, you know, uh, a network security certification, and that falls in the IT field. So it gets you into the industry, right? Gotcha. And then we work with you through that pathway so that you have the opportunities to continue along that trajectory to earn an associate's degree as it fits for you and your life. Gotcha. And by the way, within those pathways, we, uh, so all credit and experiences matter and count. Okay. And so what happens is a student who might be interested in, um, and you know, a short workforce training program to get their foot in the door, yeah. we count that credential towards the associate's degree. So you don't start oh, okay. over, right? Gotcha. So if you've got five years experience and several credentials, instead of going for two years for an associate, you may only need a year because we build wow. your experience in towards your competencies within nice. the degree. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and you talk about workforce, The and correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I, I call a couple years ago, I guess, probably pre-COVID, um, I had the opportunity to come and take part in an opening that um, Camp Community College, I believe, had partnered with um, the port and a possibly workforce development for um, a building and, and facility um, specifically to train for, I believe it was uh, forklifts. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk about how those partnerships come about and, and some of the advantages to being able to partner with either industries or companies or organizations that allow you to be able to serve some of those very specific needs that you talk about within the workforce? Sure, you know, in the space that is community college, we are the go-to for workforce and workforce solutions. Gotcha. The, what you reference is our warehouse and logistics program. Okay. Uh, forklifts, yes, but also warehouse and logistics. Oh, wow. uh, okay. Preparing for what is the industry in the West, one of the major industries in this Western Tidewater area, which yeah. is, of course, warehousing and logistics in Suffolk and, and, some, and ex, um, expanding down the 58 corridor, right? Exactly. However, uh, that's an, a good example of what how intentional we are about understanding and having our thumbs on the pulse of our business community yeah. so that we don't become a community college that is reactive. Mm -hmm. But to be proactive, we have to engage um, with our business community. Yeah. As president, I sit on a number of boards that are business oriented, including sitting on the Franklin uh, uh, chamber, the board, the board oh, okay. for the Franklin Chamber. Yeah. Uh, because that allows us to engage with business, hear what is, uh, wor what the workforce demands are, and be proactive as we think about the developing, uh, the development of a pipeline, a workforce pipeline. Yeah. Uh, and so, so, so what you mentioned around warehousing is a great example of that. 
because it was several years ago, but as you travel down the 58 corridor right now, all the construction that's going on, and you've got <laughs> Amazon coming, and Target is there, and yeah. QVC, and, and so all of those warehousing and distribution-oriented um, businesses were in mind yeah. when Camp made the decision to make the investment along with his partners in warehousing wow. and distribution. So in addition to um, that specific type of program, what other workforce programs do you have that allow for that pipeline to continue to be filled? Sure. I will focus on the skilled trades area because gotcha. in addition to the uh, warehouse and distribution yeah. uh, based on the, the demand for the ports, yeah. you know, we also have in our backyard one of the largest shipbuilding industries. Yes. Right? And so we spend um, a lot of energy around developing and being a part of the development of that workforce. Okay. Um, where, you know, whether it's an outside machinist or a welder, uh, yeah. we, we are building by engaging with the associations. Nice. We are intentional around continued partnerships and engagement to make certain that when there's a, you know, the ship repair industry and shipbuilding industry is like any other. There's a pendulum. Yeah. You know, at, at some point you need a lot of welders. And after that, then maybe ship fitters. And then after that, you know, it, you, you name the next skill set. Yeah. It's important for community colleges as workforce entities to be aware of that pendulum. And when we talk about skilled trades, you know, we often think, oh, it's just a welder and it's just the, it is just the pipe fitter and it's just the, you know, the, the ship fitter. They have requirements for IT people, healthcare people, yeah. uh, business uh, uh, employees and the like. And so we're, we have to broaden as a college our yeah. understanding of skilled trades because it's not just that physical piece that you know the person that is doing the you know the the skilled the highly skilled areas that i mentioned yeah but also those um business kinds of orient business oriented career fields as well yeah and you cannot understand that unless you're engaged with the businesses themselves to understand what their demands are so a number of our students who are interested in IT or healthcare or the sciences also have opportunities within those industries. That's great. Yeah. Well, and the skills trade especially because so much of it and a lot of the workforce related programs that you, um, that you have programs for on campus, they are a very hands-on uh, type of environment. So over the last couple of years, how have you been able to adapt to still be able to provide the environment needed to effectively teach and train um, while also obviously being able to a account for the, the unfortunate environment that we have to work in on yeah. the day to day? Yeah. We have had to reimagine how we deliver instruction. Gotcha. And in some cases, it has been very um, intentional in offering whatever we could offer as a portion of a whole curriculum, yeah. um, the the virtual components, what can be taught online effectively, yeah. we did that. And then we bought very carefully and safely, but separated the classes out and bought them on campus to deliver the hands-on piece in a very safe uh, way and in accordance with all the, the CDC guidance and the like. Gotcha. So instead of 
pre-COVID, we would have 15 to 20 people in a welding lab. Okay. So they're in the classroom and then they go to the lab and they're all in together. So with the virtual classroom, instruction happens first, demonstrations happen first, okay. and then when it's time for those students to come in and physically demonstrate a level of competency, we had to schedule that in a way that three to five students came in at a time so that we okay. could provide social distancing and all the safety requirements with PPE and the like. And, and so it took us longer yeah. to get students uh, to the level of competency, but we made it. Nice. We've also gotten better at it now. Uh, we're doing now, because COVID is, is, is here, it's still yeah. here. And, and so we're continuing to be safe about the way we deliver instruction, but we're doing things like what we call high flex, okay. where students, we can separate the classes based on where a student is learning. Uh, oh. And some students are virtual and some students are in the class and we can flip that like an A-B schedule, yeah. right? Yeah. In, in, in order to be in accordance with the safety uh, measures gotcha. while still moving forward. Nice. So the silver lining here is that COVID has forced us to be more innovative and to rethink or reimagine how we educate and train our students and the future workforce. Well, and it's been going on long enough. I mean, you figure when we talk today, we're not that far from essentially when everything locked down almost 24 months ago. Mm -hmm. So have you noticed that, especially for those who had to learn the transition early on, that they're finding a lot of that same duplication carried over into the workplace where they were then having to deal? I mean, if I'm a welder and I'm working under certain circumstances, are you finding that's the same case when they've then gone on into yeah. their actual career? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. They, they, they were not green anymore, yeah, right? Exactly. They, they learned it right here. So we, we, we take full ownership of that. Uh, that's great. But yeah, so, so yeah. I will tell you that, that, you know, there is a new, what we call a new normal. I mean, yeah. that, that word was probably, oh, that, that phrase was probably overused in 2021, right? <laughs> but I, I, at the risk of, 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 um, of further abusing it, yeah. I will use it because it is not just for colleges. The yep. workforce environment has changed as well. Yeah. Um, but I think we have, uh, as a result of that, we as a college have had to develop a more resolute workforce. And so yeah. as a point of pride, I think, that because we demonstrate that here at this college, we um, also prepare our students for what they're facing with this new normal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you talk, we, we mentioned it at the beginning, and, and like I said, I'll, I always have a special place in my heart for, for baseball specifically and sports in general, but, um, but knowing that it's not necessarily a, a revenue generator, a revenue sport per se, um, there are some, some major advantages to being able to have a, a, a sports program or at least a few teams within the college. And can you talk about how the development of that um, has led to greater success for the college itself? Sure, sure. A couple of things. One is, you know, the, the, like any college that has a sports team, it instills a sense of pride yeah. throughout the ranks the ranks of faculty and staff, but also our students. Yeah. You know, we're the hurricanes. <laughs> and and, and I, I will tell you that that sense of pride, yeah. it doesn't hurt that we have a really, we have really good teams. We have really good athletes and a great coaching staff. Yeah. 
Um, but this community recognizes that yeah. they 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 are invested in it literally. Yeah. Um, and it allows us to have and build up that on that momentum in a way that has a positive impact with enrollment. It has a positive impact with recruitment. Um, and it doesn't hurt that the team is doing good and we are forced to be reckoned <laughs> with. So, so yeah, it's, it, it, has been a, it has been a great addition yeah. to what, what um, has been successful, but building on the success of Polity Camp Community College. That's great. Yeah. So, so that talked a little bit about how you progressed and, and of course, some of the adaptation. Um, are there other things that you see for the future of Camp Community College that excites you, things that, that you hope to see if, if we get back together in, say, five years from now? Sure. So I want to talk about a couple of things. Yeah. Um, the first thing is I want to, you know, one of the things that I find as president of this college and, and is that you people don't know unless you tell them about it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Not just, I'm not saying this college necessarily, but the opportunities that exist um, many cases with funding. Yeah. Um, there's a huge initiative going on right now that's, um, that's called G3. Yes. Right? Yep. Um, and G3 um, is an initiative that allows people who want to attend college but don't see a way forward uh, financially. Yeah. And G3 funds tuition, books, and fees for students who are interested in enrolling here at college. It even allows for some wraparound services if that's necessary. Wraparound services meaning other supports that allow you to be successful in college. Uh, and we talk about it on our website. We push the flyers out there, but every time you give me a microphone, I'm gonna talk about G3 <laughs> because I believe it is an opportunity for people to enroll in college, even part-time, at little to no cost out of pocket, and it is a direct connection to the workforce. Wow. So our G3 programs that we, that we have here at Camp Community College is aligned with the demand, the workforce demand that exists in this Western Tidewater area. Mm -hmm. um, so I encourage your listeners to visit the website and find out more information about G3. In addition to G3, we have funding for short-term workforce training programs called Fast Forward, where two-thirds of your costs are paid for. And if you qualify, wow. the first third is also paid for. So it's, a, it's wow. essentially short-term workforce training at no cost. Once again, nice. aligned with the workforce demand. Nice. So, you know, if I could shout this to the world, <laughs> those are the two things that I would encourage people to look at yeah. when they visit our website or call Camp Community College because, you know, it is it 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 hurts me to my core yeah. when when we have funding to help the community and the fiscal year ends and we have to return those dollars yeah. because we didn't use them. And right. G3 is a fairly new program. Am Absolutely. I correct? Absolutely. Yeah. G3 is a program that was approved uh, last year, 2021. Funded, uh -huh. started, funding started in July of 2021. Um, about $36 million across the state wow. for G3 students. And that includes students who want to go be a nurse, students yeah. who wants to be in the IT, students who are interested in skilled trades, 
all of the above. In fact, the majority of those blocks on our website yeah. <laughs> has a G3 component. Wow, and, okay. And so, so uh, and the same thing for fa with fast forward programs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, and credit to those of you within the, the community college um, uh, environment, because I can tell you, leading up to when G3 was, was brought to the General Assembly, I know there was a lot of time, sweat, <laughs> tears put in going and talking to our elected officials and talking to our state officials to say, look, we need this. It's, it's a big part of our future. Um, let's not miss the boat on this. So credit to where credit's due for those of you who stepped up and really worked hard to, yeah. to make that happen. And to your point, that's even more reason we all need to be shouting from the rooftops that, Absolutely. hey, this is available to our, to our students and to our, not just our young professionals, but, but any professional looking to make that change. Absolutely, and I'll tell you, you know, we've got, we have some great, opportunities when it comes to careers in this region, in, yeah. this, in this service area. Healthcare, obviously at the top of yeah. the demand, but with the offshore wind demand, with the infrastructure that is, I mean, you can't drive up and down Hampton Roads or the Western Tidewater area without traffic right now because everybody's <laughs> building or repairing exactly. something. And, you know, it is interesting. I looked at data this morning that said that when you look at the AGC, the Association of General Contractors, and they start and they think about their workforce, 81% of them say that they're going to have the, their bar biggest barrier is a qualified workforce. Wow. And then on top of that, you know, there's the, the largest percentage of the existing workforce just in the construction and infrastructure fields are 50 years old. So they're going to be wow. retiring in five years, yeah. and that's going to be a huge. Uh, 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 it's going to be a huge demand for yeah. workforce, because those folk are going to retire. And where are we getting the workforce from? So we're partnering as a community college. We're working closely with our partner school districts. You know, Camp Community College serves four school districts and seven high schools. Okay. And we're very intentional about being partners with those school districts to start talking to that workforce pipeline, not just for construction, but all the areas, IT, science, healthcare, and the like, yeah. to get them to, to, to put them on a trajectory from high school through camp and on to a university or directly to employment um, in a very affordable way such that we can, we can be proactive, as I said earlier in this yeah. discussion, about establishing opportunities for, for those in our communities. Nice. Well, and not just from the students that are coming up through, say, high school, but you also have a, a number of students who, for whatever reason, especially over the last 24 months, have chosen, okay, maybe it's time to make that change. Can you talk a little bit about some of uh, that dynamic as far as, I guess, I hate to call it the adult, because, I mean, we have young adults, but the more maybe mature adults that, mm -hmm. that are making that transition. Yeah, it's interesting that you would say that because, you know, the average age of a community college student is not 18. Yeah. Yeah, there's 24, the average age is 25 or 26. Wow. You know, we get about one third of our students in from that 18 yeah. demographic, but the remaining two thirds or so are older students. Wow. Okay. And largely those students have 
um, some life experience yes. and they need to upskill or reskill. Yeah. And that's why they end up on our campus because, and by the way, many of them already have four year degrees. Really? <laughs> they just need to come back, yes. Wow. They just need to come back and get a skill that's relevant through the community college. Nice. So we see students who have degrees, in many cases even advanced degrees. We see people who are mid-career and mm -hmm. want to do a transition or a career switch. Uh, we, as you, you know, this is a military community. Yeah. So we see transition in military people. Uh, and of course, we are intentional about working with our high schools and our high school graduates. Mm -hmm. So community colleges run the spectrum. I like to say that the community college is the one place where four generations are always on it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there are four generations yeah. on a community college campus all the time. And wow. we pride ourselves in being prepared to, to teach every one of them by meeting those students where they are. That's great. Uh, yeah. Well, and it's gotta be, from a culture standpoint, I think one of the great things about that too is it creates for a very diverse and, and unique environment because you do have an 18-year-old who can be in a class with someone who may be 40. And, and to be able to share those experiences oh, yeah. and to talk through that and, and, and it's not, I mean, we joke as parents that if you hear it from your parent or if you hear it from your teacher, it's one thing, but all of a sudden you hear it from a counterpart That's right. and they listen. Um, so do you feel that, or do you see that dynamic sometimes play out within the classes? Yeah, our students are very diverse in our classes age, gender, race, and, and that is a huge benefit. Yeah. It's a huge benefit because to your point, they see each other as peers and there is shared learning, what we call peer learning yeah. in those classrooms, right? Some of it is from life and experience, others are from the new math, right? <laughs> you, know, you, get your, you get your 18 year old who had a new math experience yeah. and your 40 year old who you know, had a math experience close to mine, you're probably younger than me, but so for, <laughs> so for a math experience much closer to mine where yeah. the new math is you know, very, very intimidating. Oh, yeah. And so, this idea of peer learning is, is uh, certainly um, one that we embrace yeah. here at CAMP uh, as we think about instructional strategies for success. Yeah. You know, we focus on three things here. The first one is student success, right? Yeah. And the second one is the opportunity to work with businesses and make certain that we're responding to the business demand. Nice. And then Finally, is to engage our community. Yeah. You know, is to at the broader community understand what the needs are. This is also the location sometimes where people have weddings. Yeah. You know, um, we open our doors to those kinds of events as well. That's great. Um, as hence community college, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So for whether it's the students, the business community, or the community at whole. Um, how do they connect with Camp Community College? Where do they find out more information? Where do they get started? Certainly. Um, so you, you started out great when you talked about that website. Yeah. www.pdc.edu is where you can start and contact anyone on the staff or ask any questions. Perfect. Um, there's, there's also, you know, if you're, if you're someone who needs a person on the, on the line, yeah. then you know, you, the number's there, the main number. Perfect. And everybody who works here is an ambassador of this college. 
And so if someone picks the yeah. phone up, expect the answers that you the, yeah. to the questions that you have. Well, and credit to your team, because I will tell you, as I walked through campus and came up through the administration building, um, I literally did not pass a single person that didn't have a smile on their face That's and right. said, hi, how are you, how are you doing? So um, it is, but I, I would expect nothing less than in beautiful Franklin. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's just a Absolutely. great, friendly place to yeah, be in yeah, general. Yeah. So. They're doing the same thing in Suffolk. <laughs> <laughs> <by the way. laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Well, yeah. I, I so appreciate you taking the time to speak with me and to the listeners at Tech Talks Business. Um, congratulations on the success of Camp Community College um, and, and best of luck as we continue to see uh, the college grow and prosper. Sure. Well, thank you for coming out today. And, and I always welcome these kinds of conversations to brag on this community and this college and those who work here that makes it. That's the life's blood. That's great. Yeah. Well, go Hurricanes. Oh, go Hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to the listeners at Take Talks Business. We'll catch you on the next episode.